Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. I am your host, Novian Matter slash Harmony. I am your other host, Absolute Chaos. And today you are joining us while we are in Chicago, Illinois, or actually Itasca, Illinois, little suburb or village. And uh, we are basically bringing our New York trip to an end. And I am very sad about it because it was an awesome trip. I would have to say that it was humbling. It was awesome to see, to feel. The energy is certainly different over there. And I got to scratch it off my bucket list that I got to see New York in the fall. And I got to see Niagara Falls, which was... Two things on your bucket list. Yeah. And it was super awesome. Niagara Falls is beautiful. Feels very purifying. And it's just awesome. We got to see loads of different things, loads of different places. And um, I feel like we got a unique vacation experience in that we did a sort of alternative style to the vacation in that we got a truck tent and an air mattress that goes in the back of the pickup. And I was skeptical at first of that because, well, like I said in the last episode, I was skeptical of the whole tiny home movement. And you opened my eyes and my brain to it. And Tiny traveling. Yeah. And it was a learning experience. We learned as we went on for sure because the first night we got soaking wet and we were freezing because... The truck tent I bought on Amazon said it was weatherproof, but I did not know that there was a separate piece that needed to be put on over the initial tent so that it could actually be weatherproof. So when the morning dew came, we woke up soaking wet and it was, you know... It was an experience and we got to learn and we just kept going, moving forward from it. That's what I, I'm over here like, we did it blind. So I freaking, I applaud the heck out of us because I do. Yeah. we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But you know what? I love Tiny Traveling and we persevered through that crap, man. We persevered through all of the horrible things and we were like, we got to keep going. Yeah, that was our first night. The second night. Um, we were obviously getting closer to New York, which was obviously a little bit more north, I believe. And so the weather was getting colder. And I think our trip started with 40 degree weather and gradually went down to freezing. And, yeah. um, this was obviously from Chicago because yeah. I'm a truck. He had to pick me up from Chicago. We met over uh and uh he came from texas and then we shot like jupiter and mars or <laughs> rockets to new york city yeah we decided to make it a since it's covid we were like you know what we're not going to go to the usual you know tourist spots we're just going to make it about camping and getting some good nature photography yeah, it's all about, for me, at least, our personal experience. I know that there, if the local places, like, I love supporting local um, as long as they accept me as a customer, uh, side note. But um, for me, it's more like 
Where enough people, in my beliefs, get to go see the, all the touristy places. Like when we went to NYC, th- there's probably enough people that were going to the Statue of Liberty, that were going to Madison Square Garden, that were going to uh, Times Square and giving all of those places business. So I am a big person that's more lo- along the lines of like, all of these other places, alternative places that no one gets to see or get, gets love. For me, it's like, I don't care if you are a horrible human being. You're not going to give, like, poison the land around you forever. I will still come and give this land the beautiful love it deserves or the peace. Because in my head, I give the land a little bit of a voice over here. And I'm just like, hey, like, it's just like, God, I need something other than all of this, like, hatred and misery. Like, I need to be shown some love. And I'm like, hey, I'm right here. I'm hearing you. Let's go. Let's do this. I'll give you some photos. I'll give you some love. And we'll give you more exposures so that, you know, every, more people can start coming over and filling the land with better energy, balanced energy, maybe. Yeah. The earth is beautiful, man. And I definitely think it deserves way more credit than people give it hashtag recycle but um it was a great experience we got to pull off the side of the road or the highway actually which is something i never thought in a million years (laughs) would be possible and um we ended up pulling off into this awesome beautiful area and It was my first real camping experience and it was humbling and I was so skeptical. And I think if you've never camped before, definitely give it a shot. If you don't want to try it this certain alternative way, you know, you do you, man. But oh my gosh, just, you know what, just road trip. It's just a great liberating experience. I think so, too. People should definitely experience a road trip at least once in their lives. A real road trip, one that they get to determine everything. And they get to choose how they're going to road trip themselves or if they're going to travel by plane or otherwise. Everything we did was random, aside from the fact that we planned to sleep in the air mattress and the truck tent and that we were in fact, heading to New York. But, you know, if there was, we also decided to make this like a photography, you know, nature photography thing. Collab. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, collab, because we both had turns with the cameras and took our own distinct style of photos. Our Instagrams are at Novian Matter. And at Absolute Chaos, if you guys want to go check that out. If you want to go see those pictures. We will be slowly releasing. And obviously, if anyone knows the local artists of the artwork that we were able to photograph, because all we did was photograph it, please let us know um, if you guys are listening out there. Yes, please, please, please. We would love to give credit. There were so many beautiful things that like graffiti and just street style artwork along the walls of... Architecture. It was awesome and we want to give credit to all of the unnamed unspoken unheard voices and and people that never get any kind of credit we've been there where you are and we just like if we can we will but if not we will try to give 
credit to the local artists in the city and we will just make sure to say that we photographed the beauty because it caught our attention and it it should catch other people's attention yeah yes for sure support local artists artists small artists so for the city at least we gave more love to Harlem. We tried to give some love to Harlem. We gave a lot of love to Brooklyn. And we gave love to Queens. Astoria, Queens. Astoria is a small, I think it was a suburb, suburb of yeah. Queens. What an interesting place. Very nice people. And like, I don't know. It was just, it was different. The energy there is different. I got some old timey like... Wiccan vibes too. I don't know. Greek also. Yeah. There was yeah, it was there was a, a lot of Greek, Greek um, culture there. Yeah, and uh, in the artwork, it of just the city. emanated, and uh, there was even signs in the Greek language. I couldn't read it worth a damn, but it was <laughs> it was amazing to, to capture. I believe we took some photos in that neighborhood. Yeah, we'll post some of those up as well. Going back to the camping and seeing all the state parks and stuff. I definitely recommend people doing this. And going back to also, there was a something you said earlier about local shops and if they'd let you. Yeah. Um, interesting that you said that because I think on this trip, a great example of how the world is divided right now was definitely thrown in my face. Like if I didn't know it existed already. I definitely know we racism, learned. you know, exists now. And I have Eight. encountered racism before in, you know, other states besides New York, even in my hometown. Our own, uh, the adults that used to teach us, etc., would just suppress and basically get, give us oppression of our own and basically say, like, we were never going to amount to anything, like crush our dreams before we even got it started just because we were Hispanic from the South. It's a cycle. I think it's a toxic cycle because they learn from their parents and it goes on and on. And it's up to us to break that toxic cycle and balance out. Each and every person. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we encountered some deep rooted racism. We, are eight like my wife was saying we're big big fans of like look we believe in giving small businesses you know business if they let us so yeah we went into a shop not gonna say the name but it was a shop very close to the niagara Falls state park because we needed a bag to just carry our tripod for a camera and uh everything was going well we're shopping and then I turn a corner and there's just loads of Trump signs everywhere. And warning signs went off in my head because... Usually when we see those signs, it's associated with a certain kind of behavior. Yes. But we, did not, we didn't initially didn't, just assume. We just neutrally kind of... I kind of just... Yeah. I got maybe like, I guess some tingles, but... I was like, you know what? It's cool. We're in the store and we haven't already been pitchforked. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's cool. Let's get a bag. Let's go. And well, we encountered the people because they weren't initially at the register. They were like chilling off to the back of the store. And when we asked for help, that's, I guess we got some stares 
I guess if anyone has ever experienced racism, you know that stare, the stare of they look at you because you're different. Like you're not from here. This was a souvenir shop too, by the way. Yeah, where I would assume lots of tourists go. We we ended up buying the bag. We still gave them the business. Well, that was actually only the beginning. Like it was just the beginning. And it the experience was experience at the shop? Yeah, but, well the racism at the shop. But the staring was like it was like a level one racism. Yeah. And then it's like as the trip went on. We got deeper into the let. We kept progressing. It's like we kept defeating more bosses. Yeah. <laughs> going I, on yeah, to that's the so next true. level. Because I didn't want to take it with anger. I didn't want. No. They, you know, they stared and I was a little bothered because I just don't like being looked at by anyone. I have a problem with, with being stared at. But I just was like, you know what? I'm still going to support them. They're still try. trying to live. And I think if people just showed a little bit more kindness, maybe it would move people to want to change and get rid of this unnatural, unbalanced hate and get balanced out. And they'd get customers to come in and help them to continue. Because even though people say shop local, the people that you're saying this to most of the time are tourists. They're usually people out from out of town trying to give your shop a chance. You never know who you're going to get. How are you supposed to make business if you are a legitimate business? And the townspeople of your town. You're going to discriminate against your own customers. Yes. They do not support you enough, I guess. I mean, maybe they do. But in the case that they don't, how are you supposed to receive any business when you're scaring out-of-towners away? Yeah. That's just how I see it. Well, it's common sense, but I mean, how Not do to everyone? It is. I mean, how do you get through to someone who is doesn't want to change? You balance them out, maybe. Them with a load of love, aggressive love. Jesus, an aggressive peace. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was level one racism, and then. I would say level two is because we kind of, we started off in the NYC and then we drove up seven to eight hours, I believe, mm-hmm. to Niagara Falls, which I, you know, I already said was just amazing. The land was. Oh, man. And the drive up. And, um, you know, the places we stopped along the way that we, there was those towns where it just, you could tell it was just red, 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 red. That one house that was blue. (laughs) And the political issues aren't, that's not the thing that gets to me. It's just the behavior that comes behind the political issues. Because it is one thing to believe in a candidate. It is a totally other thing to completely behave the way that you behave. During these times, during presidency, right before we're going to get our new president, whoever it may be, It's just a whole other thing, the way that people are behaving, the way that this man is telling his supporters to act. I am not giving any credit or love to the other side, because once again, we were more for Howie Hawkins and Anna Walker. But I was I'm just more neutral. That's my personal right to feel this way. Yeah, I just if this offends you, you can leave. I just, in my opinion, 
these people who are acting with violence and hate and so oppressive and anger acting like babies just like our president basically he's a big baby and they're being babies and it's gonna cause a civil war i can't believe how many news articles i've read already hearing that tensions rising like trump trains are going and trying to keep people from voting which i'm pretty sure is illegal is illegal and it can is just basically harassment and the police that we trust, the law enforcement, like where, where is the law enforcement in all of this? I don't know where they are. I'm over here thinking to myself, wondering, where are you guys? Why aren't, why aren't you doing your job or putting your opinions and your faith and beliefs aside so that you can do the proper job? Because regardless of what you believe and think and feel, you have a duty to protect Everybody, not just hate-filled people that you agree with. The whole point of America is filled with people with different opinions, different beliefs, and we come together and we're supposed to sit down and have a neutral talk and be able to share our cultures, our beliefs, our everything in the name of business, in the name of science, in the name of love, happiness, joy, well-being, welfare. And it's just never felt more divided. And for the people that I was weary to give business to, the local shops, I, I, I'll support you. I will support and love whoever will give me the platform to respect me as a human. It sucks being that all of the how we traumaed we are as as beings, as human beings, coming across the divide in the nation. Because of this election, it feels like we're back in the 50s. There was a few TikTokers, because I was on TikTok earlier, talking about it. And it's just, it's true. It just, it feels so hate-filled and divided. And I'm going to just say, like, once again, like, I will like and support people who believe in Biden and Kamala Harris only for the reason because I more than likely that person is not filled with these horrible values and I I understand where they're coming from I like them as a person do I totally agree with Joe Biden and Kamala maybe by default it's more no I fell in love with the values uh and agreed most with as a candidate vice president could have been amazing Anna Walker and President Howie Hawkins. Maybe that would have given the all of these tensions to you. Maybe just die down a bit. If we toned it down, we'd put someone alternative. They're from the Green Party, too, which doesn't get as much media and publicity as the Democratic and Republican Party, obviously. But I think that the Green Party has had some pretty interesting candidates that not many people get to know about. There's always like very smaller candidates who usually aren't very funded or sponsored. They don't want to be, you know, with those big corporations that a lot of the main candidates are. I'm not sure what they're called. I can't remember what they're called right now. But I think I want I wonder what the world would be like in a green party instead of just red and blue, red and blue all the time. American world, the American lifestyle. If we had because I mean, maybe also our allies too in in the other countries, 
I so I see, I completely see where where you're coming from. What you're saying, how would the world be? And that's because the reason that we sided with Howie Hawkins and Anna Walker, it wasn't just out of the blue, out of nowhere. We're just like, oh, we don't want the two that are there. It was because we believed wholeheartedly and loved and supported aggressive love to Bernie Sanders. And we were pretty devastated when he dropped out again. He dropped out again. But it's all right because we wouldn't have done our research on the other candidates that were in and we wouldn't have discovered Howie Hawkins or Anna Walker, who I believe, in my opinion, have a lot of the best traits for the candidates that are partaking in this election without the ugly. That is who Howie Hawkins is as a person, I believe. What his values and beliefs are. And that's why I was like, this guy seems like he's genuinely for the people and that he just wants to make the world a better place. To me, that's like, hey, I have the same values. Why wouldn't I want someone with the same values? Because a lot of, I think a lot of the time who we elect doesn't really care for everyone's voice. Maybe a select few. And I think the people that are being left out are probably the people that should be heard the most, in my opinion. And to end it, I just want to say they also believe in self-funding, grassroots funding. A lot of the same things that Bernie was preaching, they preached and they've been preaching about it. And if you do your history... You will see the beauty in these people and how balanced and the energy that they would bring to the table had they been given the right platform, the right chance. We don't speak about them because they're the lesser known or because of any other reason other than simply that we agree with them. We love giving power to those that don't get it, but they it's where it's deserved. And... I'm not going to sit here all day and tell you and convince you because that this is just how I feel. This is how Novian Matters feels. I just wanted to touch base a little bit about it, that if you take away the party name and you just look at the individual like that's applying to this position, for me, it was like, this is the guy that, and the woman that is standing firm with this man who would have done the greatest good, just plain and simple. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I do care, but I'll hear, I'll be here, sit here and be neutral and listen to your arguments. But as we said before, and as we will continue to say, no matter how annoyed people can get, I have the right to respectfully walk away from the conversation as you do with you staying with your beliefs and me staying with mine. I will sit here and listen, give you a platform and as a human being, if you're listening to the show, I would hope that slowly and surely you start you start seeing that we will also be treating you as a human being and treat us as one too. Going back specific topic to racism, my beautiful husband over here will give you his viewpoints on that. Not really viewpoints, but I guess it would be I have been someone who has experienced racism in my life for sure when we lived in indiana 
just traveling in the truck stop or even in our own hometowns where rough majority of people is Hispanic like us. Hell yeah. That, in my opinion, has come from the older generation because obviously they come from times where oppression was just normal everyday life for them. And I think it was a toxic cycle that came from their parents and their parents before. And I'm glad that we are hopefully the generation that can cut that cycle. At least open our eyes to it and help the, our children. And become, you know, more balanced out because being full of hate and all that nasty stuff, racism, sexism, just being oppressive... I feel like that doesn't really do good for you internally. Like, it, you know, an example would be like, in my opinion, if you choose to put out ugly, I believe that it honestly makes you ugly. And not just theoretically speaking of like, wow, you're a horrible person. Like, yeah, <laughs> that too. But like, I mean, like your energies, your aura, like, and I think that corresponds to karma too. You know, karma coming around, biting you in the ass. I feel like what you throw out into the world is eventually going to come back to you. And probably tenfold. Slap you in the ass. Learn a lesson. Become a better person. A great story about that, even though I love him, is my father. He built a great beautiful what he believed of an empire with my mom and he single-handedly destroyed it he was at the top of his game top dog with my mother business sharks through and through in the medical fields not medical field sorry medicare medic medicaid they did at-home visits. They did adult daycare back before it was a thing, especially in Texas. And he single-handedly destroyed it with his own... He brought his own hand to him. And this may hurt some of the people in my personal life if they are listening, but I have a right to say how... I, as his freaking daughter, firsthand witnessed what I witnessed. The skeletons in the closet. Because you may not be ready to handle what happened or ready to hear the dark scale, like the family secrets. But I'm not going to stay here blind or unexposed or just stay in the toxicity. I as a, an, an adult, have grown up to just see, at least be open, at least opening my eyes from friends, from people I learned from, from traveling, from news reports, etc. And I won't idly stand by any longer. I will speak up. And in my firm belief, as sad and heartbreaking as it was to see him go, not speaking ill of him, more like speaking the truth about him in his life. He single-handedly brought his own hand in the end. He lost everything, and he took my mother down with him. 
and it sucks. I'm, I still go think about it every day here and there. I don't let it get to me like all the time as I'm just recovering. And I'm not, I'm, I'll maybe when I feel at a more comfortable time speaking about it on, because it is a hard topic to talk about. I just, he is a prime example. It, it's a prime example of karma. After squashing so many people, after borrowing and who knows what else, not that he only did bad because he had to be a good salesman. He had to be a good hearted, somewhat of a good hearted person to get where he was for people to hear him out, to invest in him. The problem was that how he lost his way a lot at, at when he was at the most top, when he was with my mother, when they were shaking the hands of the president and it wasn't enough. And besides the personal issues that he was going through, besides the mental state that he might have had because he refused to seek any kind of, get any kind of help, even professional, non-professional, just speak about his issues with someone. He just chose to let it get all to him and Karma is a beautiful boss, bitch. That's all I'm going to say. I just want to say that I applaud you and I commend you for speaking about that because it's a trauma and I hope it is beneficial and healing to you to be able to speak about it. I have grown past it. I was just a daughter of other siblings. And yeah, it, thank you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> on a personal level, you say that and now broadcasting it on air. And no, it's not to gain any kind of sympathy or any kind of love or any anything. It's just simply for you out there listening to understand when we... We have firsthand experience karma. When we talk about these topics, we can literally speak from our experience. And it's not as simple, but I won't demean reactions. Reactions are very, very undermined. Sorry, brain fart there. But it's as it can also go as hardcore. It can also go as... You won't get your karma right away, but before you die, before it ends, it'll come. It, it, she always comes. She does not forget. If it's a she, I mean, they say she. And she's a boss at what she does. She won't forget you. So for all of you living in hate or misery, if something was done to you, I promise she will probably have some leniency on you. But come on, man. We at least try it's baby steps to heal in some way or form or don't spread your hate and ruin the party or the fun for everybody else. Especially when, if you're hurting more than likely, there's going to be someone like me ready to hear you, to give you something back. So don't stomp on those opportunities. 
Even if it's as simple as me coming into your store, a local business, and you don't know me, you just, you see my skin color, you see the way I talk, you, you see whatever you see, the details, the physicalities. And I could be the best little moment you had all day if you just gave me the damn chance. I, but you know what? I'm not going to, again, lose my whole life crying or whining because you had so much misery and hate in your heart, in your atmosphere, around the fuck out of you, so dim and unbalanced, Ugh. filled with spit and poison, I don't know, that you could not accept even an ounce, one ounce of kindness and love. Genuine, because you'll get those other, like, fucking assholes who come into your store and probably loiter, talk a buttload to you, and maybe even kind of become a Karen and expect something for free for their grace of talking to you. <laughs> I don't know how that makes your bills, but... And I was going to buy like $200, $300 worth of stuff because you need to over overprice these things because this is the day and age that we live where things are not as cheap as they used to be. I could not believe it. Yeah, I, I, I wanted... To buy my mother a souvenir. And I looked at this awesome little mug that just said New York City. And I was like, oh my gosh, how cute. You know, a normal mug at Walmart is five bucks. But considering that this is a souvenir, I said, well. Super mug. It, it probably is ten bucks. No. I know. No. Dude, $26.99. And the hot dogs were $12. $12 were those hot dogs. $12. NYC. I mean, I, I would obviously assume that they price things a little higher there. But Jesus. Jesus, Lord Almighty. I think for things like food that are essential to live, I think, I think those should be priced a little lower. I know, obviously, fast food and stuff is like privileged I, privileges for us i guess because we choose whether we want to go eat that freaking mcflurry from mcdonald's that we don't really need to live but <laughs> considering all things that hot dog was not worth it i don't know if somebody else can recommend a better hot dog stand or a better store. I don't know. I just, I've seen it in the movies and it was on my bucket list. I wanted a hot dog from a hot dog stand in New York. I know. They do all the hype. You think you're going to, it's going to be like somewhat like the movies or I don't know what the shows, especially our asses from freaking South Texas. Yeah, that was, first of all. You know how in all those movies where you, you, a good example, Sex in a City. Yeah. That that shot of New York that's in like every freaking every episode of Sex in a City. The long taxis on that one road. It's not real. Well, but it wasn't real during COVID at least. Yeah. It was kind of real at the bus terminal. Wow, the bus terminal was packed up the ass. That was out, I'm not sure Manhattan. where everyone is going during COVID, <laughs> but, you know. And, ooh, one thing that as a woman pissed me off, what is up 
with all of the damn restrooms being damn locked. I was so pissed. If you buy a drink, make sure you find a beautifully private bush or make sure or be ready to piss your pants because all of these wonderful New Yorkers were walking around and it, like everything was cool and yeah, I'm amazing and Instagram, whatever. And all of them were holding some kind of drink, a hot drink, freaking coffee. I don't know, but I'm human, man. And I'm over here like that shit runs right through me. I don't know about you guys, but that shit runs right through me. Where the fuck was I supposed to pee? And the only places we could manage to find to pee were these this these awesome bars, one. But, like, you feel the obligation to freaking go buy a freaking $30 drink or whatnot or $30 burger. And it's like, I just needed to pee. What happened to the 25-cent candy I had to buy? Also, we really didn't want to be going in any stores because it's covid we really tried to stick to the camping side we just went into the city because we wanted our damn hot dog and central park oh central park was beautiful i also selfishly wanted to photograph like i said the city um the different city like areas of New York City. I wanted to get to know more than just Manhattan. I wanted to know the ins and outs. I wanted to touch, feel, and squeeze everything. You know what's crazy is that we didn't... In a COVID-safe way, by the way. Well, we didn't actually touch, feel, or squeeze anything. That's so true. I touched the sidewalk. Wow. With your feet? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to see everything, though. I want to come back in the summer, but... I wanted to cross it off my bucket list, New York in fall, because the colors were just magical. One thing I just couldn't believe was, I know racism exists in the world, obviously. Like I'm seeing, it seems like it's just daily news now, which is very sad and angering. But um, this one town... When we were actually leaving, coming back over here to Chicago, um, I can't quite remember the town. It was a beautiful town. It was an Indian town because um, what, I forgot what tribe was it. I can't pronounce it correctly, but so I'm not even going to try. But they were. it was a beautiful town. It was a reservation, and it was off of New York 5. And it was just, it was, loved it. The culture was there. It was beautiful. And then there was a bridge to leave the town. And then you entered a whole different world of terrible things. These people had statues and paintings of people, white men in like a cow, an old school cowboy uniform beheading or killing animated Native Americans. And I was like, how is that okay? How are people just letting that happen? I couldn't believe that because that is like, aside from putting your Trump signs, that is an obvious like display of violence and aggression. I feel like, you know, 
I've I've read a, a story four years ago when Trump just got elected, and some guy had a, a sticker on his pickup truck of on his pickup truck just saying "fuck you, Trump," and cops made him take it down. This is full on violent, and uh, this was not very. It wasn't PG thirteen, guys. It was like very graphic image like these people took the time to do this knowing that they're next to a native american town and it was just it's the oppression is real yes it is the scary part for us passing through that we had just we were not taking the toll road we were trying to take the alternate route we were trying to take the scenic route this beautiful lovely indigenous tribe uh ran town Right before it was like wow, it was beautiful, and there was it was like nation, true nation-owned um, gas stations or truck stops or something like that, and it was very like open and free, and it was like get to know our city, etc. Um, locally owned, it was amazing, and this bridge that he's talking about, I'm telling you, it's one of those bridges you don't even know is a bridge. It was the tiniest thing. This other town on the other side like keep going west on freaking five one of the most hate filled i swear uh, done on purpose petty as hell town just the tiniest bridge away built to freaking almost intimidate this uh, this this other the first town the one that we were like we should have stopped here for gas like oh my god be and and it was it to me it was like why why did you build to so much hate for what you are not original here and this is where it pisses me off because it's just where i'm over here people like-minded people are thinking you're not giving us a choice hate-filled people unbalanced people bad energy juju people you're not giving us a choice. We want to live in peace. We want to live in harmony. We want to live in balanced chaos or neutrality or keep going as a society and progressive, industrialize, etc. And not industrialize like, oh, factories. and No, I mean, be progressive and industrial, right? Sorry, by the way, for that noise. I was getting comfortable in my chair as I talk my beautiful speech here loves aggressive love speech. So going back to it, I just could not believe what I was seeing. My, like my husband said, these were, these were all displayed in their lawns in their windows, purposely trying to freak out. If you will, the people passing by the townspeople, right? Right. uh, The tiniest bridge across I don't think it deterred that nation-strong tribe. I applaud them for staying strong and not letting it get to them. But how is it fair that we, anyone that shows any remote, like he's touched base on earlier, of of freaking calling out the hatred, and we get shunned for it. We get told, take it down. We get oppressed. But what about the pieces of crap? 
who keep fucking oppressing the fuck out of us. Why is this going on? This is a core reason this podcast came to be. My husband and I have seen it go on, have talked about it, have theorized, have done the paranoid math forever. And we're just tired, ready, saying, hey, we're not going to live in this crazy world forever. But somebody has to expose this shit. And there can be other people out there. We just want to be added voices saying we will not stand by and let the hate continue. We must do something, anything, even if it's misplaced hate and you're actually pained. We can try to help you with what we've learned. Can you can take it and say bye again, I say, or you can take it and say, I think I want to try. I'll give the lovely microphone back as I keep adjusting my butt. I completely agree with what you said. Awesome. Awesome way to put it. Yes. Applause. Absolute chaos. Applause. Snaps for absolute chaos. Snaps for you, Harmony. Thank you. I can't believe that what I was seeing because that to me was just on a grand scale, just complete suckage of human beings there. Like, I want to slap them with some freaking love and be like, why are you like this? I don't know about that. Maybe a chancla. (laughs) Got to keep it real. Got to keep it real to the the culture, you know, (laughs) the culture. But I don't know. I feel like my lesson learned from this awesome road trip is that now more than ever, I think people need to use their voices, come out, fight back against this oppression. Because if we don't do something, nothing's going to change. It's just going to get worse. We're going to end up in some ugly, fucked up, like feeling like a dictatorship almost. And I just think... Right now, people need to speak out. They need to, we need to all band together, man. Like, like I feel like if everyone would come together, the movements, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous People's Lives Matter, LGBTQIA people matter, like everyone. And we all need to come together and fight back of these asshole oppressors that are telling us, no, you don't matter. And it's like, bitch. Right now, if we all came together, they'd be the minority and we'd be the majority. Wow. Snaps for Novian Matter. I feel the exact same way. And we can, like, literally shove their All Lives Matters back into their face. Because if they really matter, then they really fucking matter. Not... Your white or what they're trying to say, which is what I believe is just their lives matter. And I'm going to put color into it. Apologize for that mishap. But just those hate-filled people matter. 
And that that's what they're really trying to say when they say all lives matter. I, I don't know what, what that is. That's maybe suppression or manipulation or trying to make us feel crazy. And it's so important to do this now, to, to pick at it now, to catch it now, because when are we going to learn from history, people? Beautiful human beings, ugly human beings. When are we finally going to learn from history? And this is where we're being smart or the millennials are being smart or just the generation. I'm not going to just say just millennials because there's people of all ages and all colors and all everything. They're coming out and being like, hey, stop this now. So I'm going to say just everyone is spreading awareness and everyone is trying to stop what might it be inevitable because these hate-filled people refuse to back down. And where we are changing history is we're clapping back, we're standing up, we're using our voices, we're trying to end the oppression before it begins, before the crap begins, the dictatorship, as my beautiful husband said. People are not the same as they were. They're not waiting till the last moment. We're finally speaking from the get-go, from the beginning. And more and more voices are joining. And for all of those of you that felt great about this, but you're angry because it took forever, come on, just give some of those people a break. Some, it's hard to, to speak up for what you believe in and encourage. It's one step at a time. I'm just grateful for all of those of you that are finally here. Not you fake people that are doing it for promotions or whatever else, but I mean legitimate people who want and stand by their beliefs and their morals. You guys are my spiritual motherfucking family, and I love you. I just want you all to know you're brave and amazing and just admirable. Me as your ally, your sister... Whatever, however, whatever kind of love, loving gesture, loving term you respond well to. That is what I'm trying to say to you. And just thank you. Just plain out thank you for spreading the awareness. It's not easy. Even just coming out and and saying, hey, I'm not a hateful person. That's not easy. And then taking it to the next level and the next level, and the next level. It's never going to be easy. And hopefully we don't get to the point where we repeat history. But unfortunately, it's just, un- it's it's looking like it. that's where it's heading. But we got to cut the cycle. We got to cut the toxic cycle and be the people that break and heal it. And also, I want to add to what I was saying before. I'm not trying to threaten either by saying that they'll be the minority if we band together. Like, I'm not I'm not sure if that is what they're scared of because the tables would be turned if because I think they fear we would do to them what they've been doing to us, which tells me they're aware that they're doing something that they wouldn't want done to them, that they're being hurtful and harmful. And it's like, you asshole hypocrite. I cannot fathom how those people can live with themselves. 
the hypocrisy, the two-facedness, the logic. But I don't know. Just fuck racism. Fuck bigotry. Fuck fascism. Fuck sexism. Fuck all toxicity of any kind that has brought oppression to any person in pain right now that is so fundamentally implemented into those that receive it on a daily basis, the hatred and the pain, that they just don't even notice it anymore. It's just a common, normalized, demeaned factor that's turned into as simple as I can walk into the store and I have to expect unfortunately, or be prepared for is the better term, not expect, to get stares, to be careful and mindful and show all of the fact, the things I have in my hands, that they're open and viewed, even if it's something minor, to get in and get out and show that I'm a paying customer. But somebody in their community that they know that they grew up with, Etc. Trying not to bring color into it, but more than likely a white person that's not toxic towards. I'm not trying to be toxic towards white people just because of skin color is real. Can walk into the store with confidence, can walk into the store, this person, and not be given a second look. Not given a second thought and given extra care and extra service when they check out for something that they bought that more than like more times than not that in my own experience, it was something cheaper. It was not as much business. And I'm not hating on that person for give, not giving that the store business. Everyone has the right to purchase however little or how much, but. Like me, for example, going into the store and I have all my things and I can purchase a whopping number of items and my total can go up. And what I've noticed is instead of the person turning it around, the one checking me out, the one cashiering me or the owner, maybe getting a smile on their face because they're getting a lot of business. No, they instead, more times than not, but not every single time, because not every shop is like this, by the way. Look at me with this dirty look of, and almost this grandiose about them, like they're more than me, and say, it, the total is blah, blah, blah. Can you afford this? Horrible. Yeah, fuck that. I just want to say to end this episode here one more time, LGBTQIA lives matter, black lives matter, indigenous people lives matter, save our children and sex trafficking and fuck racism and go visit New York. This is me, Novian Matter, signing out, absolute chaos. You can add your last piece. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I love you all.
have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week because next week we'll be back again. Again, thank you for signing in. Aggressive love and aggressive peace. This is what we're gonna do to those hateful people in misery. If you are pained and in misery, I promise I'm not talking to you unless you wanna stay there. Then I'm sorry, but I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you aggressive love, aggressive peace. I love you. Bye.